catching you up on the latest stories that you should know from around the Sunshine State heading into this Tuesday morning, March 28th. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. A new pest may be buzzing around, but it's not a bee. It's a non-native mosquito. I spoke with Lawrence Reeves, a researcher and assistant professor with the University of Florida's Medical Entomology Lab, about what threats a new mosquito species in Florida may pose and what people should know to protect themselves from insects ahead of summer. I study mosquitoes. I got interested in this because I'm kind of just, I've always been like a big nerd for biodiversity. I went to grad school at UF and uh, at that point I was really interested in butterflies and moths and, and insects in general. And so while I was working on butterflies and moths, I was in the Philippines uh, and I got dengue virus, uh, which is mosquito vectored virus uh, that is a big deal throughout much of the tropics. That was the first thing that really put mosquitoes onto my radar, the worst experience of my life. And after that, I was like, oh man, mosquitoes, I will study them. And through mosquitoes, I'll learn about biodiversity, animals, and the pathogens that they transmit more broadly. Wow. That's that's incredible. I know mosquitoes for most people in Florida are just kind of a pest in their backyard or uh, the source of their bug bites. But Can you tell me what your latest research about new mosquito species in Florida might have to do with, you know, human health or the impacts that that it might have on pets or households? So here in Florida, uh, we... I mean, we're a little bit better off than places like the Philippines or uh, some of these more tropical regions, but we have a lot of kind of challenges that are brought on by mosquito vector disease. Of course, everyone's familiar with uh, the Zika virus outbreak down in Miami-Dade County uh, a few years ago. But on top of that, we also have uh, dengue virus or chikungunya emerging in South Florida, but more affecting more of the state, we also have things like West Nile virus, uh, occasionally um, St. Louis encephalitis virus and eastern equine encephalitis virus. So this this latest mosquito that has arrived uh, is moderately concerning because uh, all of these problems that we have with mosquito vector disease in in the state, uh, or at least the majority of them, um, are caused by non-native mosquitoes that have come to our state from elsewhere. So what we've been seeing, especially over the last five years, is kind of this uptick in new mosquito species being found in Florida. So these these are mosquitoes that are found that are coming into our state uh, from places like um, uh, Central and South America or elsewhere in the tropics. Um, they arrive here in most in just about all cases. We don't have any good idea about how they arrived. Uh, so, so they come to our state and they always, each one that arrives uh, comes with the potential that it could kind of shake up uh, the mosquito vector disease uh, challenges that the, the, the state faces. Do we know kind of how this new mosquito might affect that or not yet? Is it a little too early to tell? It's too early. So like I mentioned, uh, we've we've studied mosquitoes for more than a century, but uh, there are more than 3,600 described mosquito species in the world. And so for the vast majority of those, we know nothing about them. We've we've 
seen them and we put names on them, but we don't know uh, what animals that they're biting, uh, what their habitats are, uh, or what, what pathogens they might vector. So at this point, it is too early to tell what uh, the impacts of Culex lactator uh, might be. So it is a species uh, from the genus Culex. You could say it's in the Culex group of mosquitoes. And so it's related to the vectors of West Nile and St. Louis encephalitis virus. If I had to make a prediction about what virus, if any, it was going to uh, be a vector for, I would guess uh, West Nile or St. Louis encephalitis virus. And how does this species differ from other mosquito species we already have in Florida? Yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, we, we still don't have a good idea, at least on the kind of appearance side. Um, we, there are characteris uh, characters that you can use to, to distinguish it from other mosquitoes. But in order to do that, you, pro you probably need to use a microscope. So, so if you looked at it with just your eyes, it would just look like any old boring mosquito. Like there's nothing. So, so there are some mosquitoes that are kind of fancy, like there are brightly colored mosquitoes. There are mosquitoes that have kind of like shiny flags on their legs. This is not one of those mosquitoes. This is just a kind of dull brown, um, not so interesting looking mosquito. So in order to tell it apart from any other mosquito, you would need to kind of look under a microscope. Um, mosquitoes are not so easy to identify. Like I said, there in the world, there are more than 3,600 described species. Here in Florida, we have 90. So even if you are trained in mosquito identification, you often have to refer to these, uh, we, we call them dichotomous keys, uh, in order to identify mosquitoes. Gotcha. And then I guess just a more general mosquito question. If people are concerned about mosquitoes in their area, uh, what do you recommend that they do? So throughout Florida, we have these mosquito, mosquito control districts. There's one in Gainesville, the Gainesville Mosquito Control District. Um, if you are concerned about mosquitoes, I do recommend reaching out to them. They don't treat all areas. Uh, they have kind of areas that they're responsible for, um, and they, in general, don't treat outside of those areas. But I, I would highly recommend reaching out to them if you have mosquitoes in your yard or neighborhood that you want uh, someone to do something about. At the same time, uh, some of these like pest control companies, I don't think are the best route to take. I, I would rely more heavily on the mosquito control districts than I would um, uh, some of these pest control companies. So, so for example, these um, one of the things that we study in my lab are, is the non-target impacts of uh, mosquito control on non-target organisms. I can say that the mosquito control districts here in Florida care very much about limiting or mitigating these potential non-target impacts. So, so they'll, they'll take precautions like, like treating in the evening uh, in large part to avoid uh, diurnal or daytime active pollinators, for example. So because they are very conscientious of these sprays and they, they kind of only apply them judiciously, I, I would really push people, anyone listening, to um, reach out to their mosquito control districts and have them help your mosquito situations. Awesome. And in relation to kind of your research and understanding new mosquitoes in Florida uh, further, what are kind of the next steps in, in this? The next steps or the things that I think are really important, given this information that is coming out from the study, uh, is that we are seeing this uptick in non-native species arriving here in the state. We need to be understanding how these mosquitoes are getting here to Florida, how, how they're persisting uh, long term. Um, and also we need to better understand the mosquitoes that are kind of in our geographic neighborhood. So, so mosquitoes are most diverse in the tropical forests. 
the American tropics have tons of mosquitoes living in those forests, uh, many of which we know hardly anything about. So in order to be most prepared for any future introductions or future invasive species, we should be working to understand the mosquitoes there. So those are kind of the, what I see as the um, big needs in the area of non-native mosquitoes arriving here in Florida. That was Lawrence Reeves, a medical entomologist, talking about the potential health impacts of a new mosquito in Florida. Now for today's top headlines from around the state. It's been six months since Hurricane Ian ravaged southwest Florida. Environmental journalism students in the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications reported on the state's barrier islands and trends of increasing population growth on those lands, despite increasing risks of hurricanes and sea level rise. Check out wuft.org to read new articles as they drop this week. A new bill in the Florida legislature is targeting more than just undocumented migrants. WLRN reports Senate Bill 1718 proposes harsh punishments for anyone who hires or helps undocumented people. That could have a dramatic effect on South Florida economically, in agriculture and tourism, and socially in hospitals and universities. The bill has at least one more committee stop before going to the floor for a vote and is expected to pass. New research shows high rent burden negatively impacts mental health. WUSF reports residents who spend more than 30% of their paycheck on rent are shown to experience higher rates of anxiety and depression, according to a study published by the National Library of Medicine. The Citrus County Chronicle also reports that Florida incurred a 36% increase in rental prices from January 2020 to December 2022. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org to subscribe and view our most recent issues. I'm Sarah Sowers, and you have been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Tuesday. Tuesday.